The Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's a 10 minutes past 8. Welcome to the third and final hour of uh, AM Live here on SFM 104-107. We call this uh, section... Uh, uh, the forum at eight, yes. It's the forum at eight, and we welcome your calls on 0891 104 208. Uh, SMS is uh, 40938 at 150 at SFM Radio at Kuala B News at M Live on SFM. We'll be reading your tweets and SMSs as well. We welcome uh, Dr. Lomo in our Durban studio. He is the MEC for Health in Gozunatal. Dr. Lomo, good morning. The South African Medical Association and Civil Group Section 27 have raised concerns about the health care system in Guazunatal. The groups have warned the system is in dire straits. In a memo addressed to the MEC, they list problems such as a shortage of staff, broken equipment, lack of essential medicines and poor management. Last week, the South African Human Rights Commission released a report which found that due to inactive equipment and shortage of oncologists, the KZN Provincial Health Department violated the rights of cancer patients. Calls have been made for you, MEC, to step down. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I was listening to your interview uh, last week and uh, there's some progress that have been made and I was glad to hear some of the developments but boy oh boy, why was the situation allowed to deteriorate so much that we only have one oncologist in the country? And then I asked, let's look across the the country and all the provinces how many uh, oncologists are there? Uh, I'm struggling to find that information but I know that there are only 180 radiotherapy oncologists and 30 medical oncologists in the country. So, uh, and then I started dividing that across the provinces and I got the figure of about 8, 9, 10 or thereabout. We will come to that. So, uh, can you admit to us, uh, MEC, right now that before the interventions that have been made, the situation in the past few weeks has been in dire straits? Uh, I would like to apologize because I might not be coming in so clearly because of my hoarseness of the voice. I'm just recovering from flu. Okay. Yes, it has been a situation that we have been monitoring. It's not been easy. Uh, and this matter, uh, maybe to give a background, it started largely from um, around tw- 2009, uh, around that time. We have had, uh, you know, in the centers, like we are going to come back to these issues that you are raising with regards to where are the major centers of on- on- oncologists and uh, cancer patients. As a province, we have these centers, one in Peter Marisbeck, the other one in um, Deben. In Deben, there are two of those. It's in course, Albert Lutuli, which is functioning well, and the one we had at Attington. But because of the challenges that we faced at that time, with a particular service provider who gave us machines, and that is called TechMed, and then suddenly realized, they said, no, we have a separate contract for maintenance other than what we you bought. Now, we had a challenge with that, reporting this matter to Treasury. So there were ongoing insults and issues related to, are we going to be double paying here? Is this going to be allowed by Treasury? And Treasury, both national and the, and the provincial were involved and ended up having those continuous tensions with the TechMed company, which therefore had a challenge in terms of our services in that hospital. Then moving, therefore, all our patients who were otherwise seen at Eddington to be seen at Enco's That's when we really then experienced serious challenges in really having one center not functioning at all or properly and moving patients to go to one center. So at no stage, said, did we ever 
have no mandate to have a long and healthy life for South Africans. We've always been trying, including going to, uh, to Switzerland to report this TechMed company to the mother company called Varian. I went there with Minister Mswalidi to report to say there is this company that is doing this to us. And by the way, this company has not only had the fraudulent activities in Guazul Natal, also in the northwest in Gauteng. And that issue was therefore reported. And Varian, I am glad that they've actually sort of either stopped or terminated the company's involvement with us and they are coming in to now do the machines themselves. I'm glad, I'm glad, the MEC, you're raising that point because I want to look at who signed that contract. Didn't they read the contract and did they understand the contract? And if so, was has the company been paid in full? Because uh, there is a service, uh, service level agreement that should be attached to, to such machines. I mean, that's common low knowledge. It's no brainer. If that was not signed, why? If it was signed, have they been paid in full? And why were they paid in full when they've not, uh, you know, uh, satisfied the, 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 that part of, of, of the agreement then? The agreement, as it was shown to me, of course, signed by the the officials was inclusive of a maintenance contract and therefore that is why everybody was taken by surprise to say over and above the maintenance contract look when you buy these expensive machines including expensive cars you buy it with a motor plan to say for the first hundred thousand you shall service my car without having to pay it's inclusive so we were therefore surprised to say what was included there suddenly is seeping outside and then we have to double pay that is why i'm saying we had to get an advice from Treasury. What do we do with this company, which actually is bringing this fraudulent activity to us? And that has been an issue uh, that has made us to even go internationally and go and seek for advice. That is why I'm saying it was the very end, tail end, that Varian actually uh, came in to actually sort it out. But you are right. Maybe we're not communicating with our clinicians on the ground who were extremely frustrated by the machines not being repaired on time and actually not being replaced. So, let me see, are we going to blame the latest uh, situation concerning uh, oncologists uh, in KwaZulu-Natal on this contract? Um, Entirely, at least. Not not entirely. Let me start by saying this. uh, we see, we were actually influenced by science and research, which actually shows us that there are certain cancers that are becoming very opportunistic, and actually cancers that when we were medical students were taught as postmenopausal bleed, were suddenly catching up with us in a very young generation, 35 to 40-year-old women were getting cancers of, uh, of the womb. Now, we actually took it upon ourselves to say, can we then accelerate and launch a campaign which we call Pilama? We launched that campaign because we are thinking in the world it is desirable that women should even live longer than men. Therefore, if women were dying too early at the age of 35 because of cancers, we intervened. So we started this campaign. However, the campaign was very well received by most women, and we suddenly now have a, a, a huge demand for this service when actually not all our tools of trade were on the ground to actually deal with that. But besides that, um, uh, sir, not all cancers really should end up at Inkos Alpetlu to Grace Hospital in Ettington. A doctor will see a simple lump in Nongoma, in Klabisa, and actually coming each much early, some of those cancers have actually been uh, taken care of. It is just those complicated bulky tumors, delayed uh, presentation that has made sometimes uh, 
us to have this bottlenecks um, at this high center. And when did you come to realize that you have a problem with, with machines? Because uh, some people here are suggesting, Hospesa, for instance, General Secretary, uh, is suggesting that uh, you've done nothing to tackle the maintenance issues uh, of radiotherapy machines at, at the hospitals. And, and it's been, this was raised as far back as uh, uh, 2013, 2009 in some hospitals in Eddington. So, so this is not uh, just a, an all of a sudden crisis. It's a, it's a situation that has been growing over the, over the years and it, it points to no, no attention being paid to that. Start by saying there are three centers as I've indicated. The Grace, Grace Hospital in Peter Marisbeck, the oncology unit there has been functioning well and it continues to function well. There are no challenges. In course, Albert Lutuli machines have functioned properly and no problems there. It was to deal with the issues of adding tin only where there was this challenge with TechMed. And now and then we would actually put up another service provider and TechMed, while we're in dispute, will then complain and t- wanting to take us to court. But sometimes even with that, we'll continue with them and say, no, we ignore you. We have a challenge with you. We get another service provider to come and service the machines. Yeah. However, it was like getting a sort of a Toyota a person who comes to service a Mercedes-Benz type of a situation where machines have been continuously being serviced, but however, we're not being serviced by their manufacturer or by the agents. Therefore, doctors will agree that servicing the machines, by the way, also dealing with high volumes of patients, servicing machines and therefore getting patients the next day, 50 of them coming in, another 50, you then have the whole day, the other day, servicing the machines and therefore have a backlog and yet has been serviced again by another person. So it is not that really work has not been done. All I'm saying is that uh, with this challenge that we had and the servicing of the machines coming in from another angle, by someone else who's not that uh, who not the main manufacturer has always said it's, it's challenged. Correct, correct these figures. Let me see if they are wrong. If yes. you if you're saying to us then that uh, the situation has been uh, prevalent uh, in the main at Eddington Hospital and then the other centres are functioning well with their little uh, challenges here and there at Nkosi Albert Lutuli. Why then do we have uh, only one oncology uh, uh, oncologist available right now? Uh, if if that figure is wrong, please please dispute it. And give us the correct figures if the situation has been confined to one center then because it will suggest to me that it's a it's a much broader uh, you have other oncologists in other centers but why why did they leave yeah at the at grace hospital we still have a full complement of doctors yes you are right the, the, that question is embedded and say why do you have in course albert lutuli doctors leaving because that center is the top uh, top of the range it's also got this private public partnership model where when you actually get a machine broken today uh, the next hour is sorted out now there could be a variety of reasons one it could be doctors that they plan that one day they probably will exit the department but number two it could be related that um, doctors are overworked rightfully so when you realize that uh, we then have no service or a little service taking place at Addington, we then moved uh, all the services to be at and therefore probably causing a strain on those doctors who then are working there and therefore decide to leave. But the other ones could have been maybe Addington again, doctors being frustrated, but look, this machine has been working last week. Now the whole day today we are saying we are servicing it. That issue of the tools of trade being frustrating could have been one of the reasons that are there. So yes, the, 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 
the team that is in Coastal Petutuli was the last to exit. But it's positive stories now that are coming in in terms of our hard work, which I'm also glad to go and report to the Human Rights Commission this afternoon. Where are we in terms of getting our oncologists, especially both private and those who want to come back to public, to assist us? Oh, wait, then, one one zero four two zero eight is the number to call. We are discussing uh, the developments in Negos in the town so far as uh, cancer patients are concerned. There are calls for the MEC now to step down, and uh, he's steadfast in saying that I'm going nowhere. I'll solve this situation. Uh, but also, as he said this afternoon, he'll be reporting back to the Human Rights Commission. They released the report, the Human Rights Commission, and they found that due to inactive equipment and shortage of oncologists, the Natal Provincial Health Department violated the rights of uh, cancer patients. I must also add that uh, we're expecting Dr. Imran Kika, who is uh, the MPL, member of the provincial legislature in Guazunatal, uh, representing the Democratic Alliance, uh, spokesperson on health issues as well uh, in the DA, to join us. It's uh, 22 minutes past eight. Have you ever thought of what is really happening at the SABC? SABC Radio is inviting all registered Eastern Cape business owners to hear it firsthand at our breakfast sessions to be held on the 27th of June in PE and 29th of June in East London. So if you would like to expose your business on our multiple platforms covering the entire Rainbow Nation, contact Benny on canhamj at sabc.co.za. That is C-A-N-H-A-M-B-J at sabc.co.za before the 25th of June and join us in the winner's circle. SABC Radio, your partner in growing your business during these challenging times. AM Live on SAFM. 0891-104-207. I'm opening the lines right now. If uh, you are a cancer patient in Guazunatal, what has been your experience? Or if uh, you have a family member who is a cancer patient, uh, what has been your experience in, insofar as the uh, facilities are concerned in that uh, particular province? Dr. Imran Kika, MPLDA, Guazunatal spokesperson on health issues. Good to be chatting to you. Good morning. Good morning, Bongi, and to the MEC as well as to the listeners. Bongi, let me take this opportunity to say Eid Mubarak to all the Muslims in South Africa celebrating. Indeed, thank you very much. We've done so as well. Uh, that's why Sakina is not here this morning. Now, the, the DA yourselves, you've called on the Premier, uh, Willis Mkunu, to, to fire uh, Dr. Sbongseni Lomo for as you say, allowing the department to deteriorate into such a disastrous state and allowing hundreds of cancer patients to be compromised. Tell us more. Uh, Bongi, I'm sure the MEC has elaborated sufficiently to say that he shouldn't be fired or has given reasons. Uh, But the basis for our call has been that uh, we have been engaging for a number of years uh, with the MEC. In fact, I was listening to an interview that our researchers found of the interview of the MEC at a press conference in 2013. And when I listened to it, I found that what he presented in the legislature last week was actually a rehash of that in certain ways. But because we've been engaging with the department, the portfolio, the legislature, and the MEC's office over a period of time regarding uh, the crisis that we find ourselves in, in uh, oncology services in Teguini in particular, and what we found at Gray's Hospital when we visited last week, uh, we then, uh, in February last year, wrote to the South African Human Rights Commission complaining about our observations. The Human Rights Commission then proceeded to investigate the matter and produced what, we call, what they called a preliminary report, after which 
a final report was presented and released on Monday last week. In that report, they had said that the MEC had violated human rights and access to health care, uh, Section 27 of the Constitution, as well as other pieces of legislation uh, in that he failed to uh, provide access and adequate services in oncology. However, this is part of a bigger problem that is ongoing in the department, and I'm sure we'll be able to discuss that because the MEC is online. And, right and now. Dr. Kika, I mean, you're saying you, you, you visited uh, various institutions, so that would be in Kosi Albert, Eddington Hospital, and uh, is it Grace in Peter Maritzburg, right? Yes, we were there on and, Friday and, at Grace. And uh, on Friday, okay. So, so what what did you find? Because the MEC is saying uh, at Grace Hospital everything is running smoothly. Uh, there are pockets of challenges at Nkosi Albert Lutuli, but uh, the, the the major challenges really are focused uh, and premised uh, at uh, at Eddington Hospital. Is th- is that your finding as well? That there are no problems in Grace. Well, uh, at the very beginning, you must know that. Uh until his announcement recently of private oncologists coming on board. Uh, there were no oncologists in the Teguini area. They, they resigned, all of them. Uh, so we have, when we talk about Durban, we must remember that it drains an area stretching from Mwelezana um, Hospital uh, in the east to Kokstad in the west. You know, all the tertiary services for that entire area are provided at those two hospitals for oncology uh, in the province. The northern parts of the province are dealt with by Grace, and I'll come to Grace just now. Uh, the saga of the two machines, uh, Nguni and Gandla, which are both based at uh, Addington Hospital, um, is a problem that is raging since 2009. Those machines were purchased in 2008, um, and then in 2009, when Dr. Zungu became the HOD, and the MEC was there, you know, in, in 2010, we found that the machine stopped working. Hmm. We'll come to those reasons just now. As a result of which, uh, the 2,000-odd patients that are treated by uh, those two facilities over a period of time uh, and the stalling of those machines has resulted in immense delays in patients accessing and receiving treatment. This was again substantiated when we visited Grace Hospital on Friday. When we spoke to the oncologist there, also Imran, by the way, uh, he he said to us that it takes uh, up to seven months for patients to begin to receive radiotherapy. Now, you, if, if anybody knows, uh, you know, uh, how cancer spreads, and, you know, I've had my father pass away from cancer in my grandmother in January, uh, you will know that it doesn't wait for anybody. It progresses. So if they are going to provide radical cure uh, or radical treatment uh, for patients with radiotherapy, then you will know that if it's going to take seven months to get to uh, uh, the machine, uh, you know, that's a big problem. So that's why. You, you are saying, uh, sorry, before you continue, the machines were procured in, 20, in 2009. In 2010, they'd stopped working. It, 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 in your understanding, is, is that correct, that uh, they only operated for such ma- expensive machines, I might add, and very uh, scarce machines to operate only for less than 12 months? Does, does it sound proper to you? Well, ideally, there should have been a proper maintenance contract in place. The MEC um, 
I'm, I don't know if he's already mentioned to you or to the listeners uh, about that maintenance contract uh, with a company called TechMed. Yeah, he which has. was the authorized dealer of uh, uh, or, or you know repairer of those machines. Um, and 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 he he cites um, charges. He cites um, you know action taken against this company for double payments for various things. Now, my concern with this with this kind of an allegation is that uh, we've tried to test it. In 2015, uh, we wrote to him because he said that uh, there were charges laid against this company and this company was blacklisted. So we wrote to him asking him for proof of those charges. We wanted uh, case numbers. Two case numbers were given to us. I raised this severally, one in the portfolio committee and in my budget debate in 2015 where I said that we found, we took those case numbers and we went and had our researchers look at it. One of those case numbers was for public urination and the other one was for some unrelated charge of somebody that broke a window somewhere. That was the one. Hold it right there because we have to take the news headlines. I'm I'm going to come back and ask the MEC if he then provided, uh, you know, false information to yourselves and then therefore what needs to happen if that's the case. AM Live on SAFM. Moses Skolo on SMS says that Dr. Lomo must wake up, although he is doing well, than uh, his predecessor, Peggy Nkonyeni. Zukile Liwani on SMS says, as unemployed registered counsellors or psychology have been requesting to be employed by DOH, which is Department of Health, and SABS, but Dololo. Why did we study psychology to bask in the sun, perhaps? What can we do? As Zugile. Major General Oncologists, patients are dying in KwaZulu Natal about more than 300 to date, according to SAHRC. Scary figures. The MSC must resign. Uh, that's um, it's unsigned, this one, talking to Major General. Uh, that's the MEC, I guess. And uh, Fano Polova says uh, at AM Live, I suggest the MEC seniors do a surprise visit to clinics operating after hours and see for themselves the service rendered them. Skumbuzo Vusani Kweyama says KZN healthcare system is terrible. MEC, just what uh, Dr. Kika was saying. Uh, that uh, you know you, you provided uh, ca- case numbers but uh, and said that there's some kind of investigation and so on but uh, when they check deeper you know what what he says is 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 shocking how do you respond to that yeah let me start by saying bongi uh, your opening comments was to say the mec says it's going nowhere that's not correct uh, because uh, my responsibility within the what I'm doing is actually by uh, at the, I'm serving at the mercy of the ANC and the Premier. Now, the Premier did indicate that he's investigating. He has no evidence yet now. So it's not going to be the MEC saying, I'm not going anywhere. So I just thought uh, I should correct you on Maybe that. Maybe whilst point. on that, then, are you prepared to step down now that uh, the Human Rights has, has released a report that found that... Uh, you know, the the, the, the situation of the Kesha patients has been has been violated. I have a meeting with the Human Rights Commission when I finish here. We will discuss this because this background information that they, I give you, they don't have. I'm surprised there was a time that they wanted to speak to me and it's alleged that they communicated to my office, but we have no such correspondence. So if I had engaged with them, maybe a different uh, information would have been given. So I meet them this afternoon to discuss this matter. But let me then go to what you asked me. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I must uh, actually admit that uh, we do 
uh, I agree with uh, a lot of issues that uh, uh, Honorable MP Kiga says. In fact, Kiga is in the Portfolio Committee on Health, so some of these issues get uh, to them even before I get to any other members of the provincial legislature. I don't know why there were such wrong numbers given to him. Let me just put it in this way. What I mentioned in the Portfolio Committee was that my meetings with the former uh, head of uh, Hawks, which was General Drummond, on several meetings, actually, he had said to me, "To me, there's information that is actually warranting that we must have these people arrested." And then that information was carried on, and I went to meet the NPA uh, with regards to the suppose This was a priority that was hampering our services. We are doing everything humanly possible to get this and that to call I and mean, service the machines while the actual culprit was getting out of uh, this matter. So, after several meetings with NPA, I was told that. Uh, uh, TechMed will not be prosecuted. So it's, it's probably uh, incorrect. There was There's no case number. They've never appeared in court because uh, somehow they will just not be prosecuted. That is the information that I received. And that is also for the crimes or allegations that they did this and that in Northwest and in Gauteng. So TechMed is getting out of it. They are not. Nothing will happen to them. So, But uh, where did these case numbers then come from? That's what I'm saying. I I don't think they were actually answering correctly in the in the portfolio in the parliamentary questions of King. But there should not have been any case numbers. We actually have no case. Op- we opened the case, but they've never been taken up seriously to to have them prosecuted. So I don't know what was this issue about giving them wrong case numbers. But that is the content of TechMed having. Uh, laid a charge. In fact, we even laid a charge of them, at least let them be blacklisted then if they can't go to court. That mm. matter, therefore, was taken up to uh, the National Minister. National Minister to them, so he said, look, yes, the issue of TechMed being blacklisted, let us handle it at our level because it will be blacklisting them for issues that also they did in Gauteng and also in Northwest. So somebody misled then uh, the provincial legislature if this was said there and uh, it would appear to me at least at face value MEC. But let's move on to the other issues. I mean, uh, the, 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 the health department uh, last year was facing medical negligence claims against it amounting to 10.6 billion billion rand. And uh, you see the, the Health Professionals Council of South Africa has warned several departments that they will lose their accreditation to train specialists in the current situation. The consequences of the crisis extend even to needless patient deaths as well. And then you see Dr. Tamvuisi Zukwa, chairperson of the summer KZN Coastal Branch, which led the march, said that the department had overspent in the 2015-2016 financial year, leaving it short of funds in the current year. I'm just looking at this and just asking you, MEC, the the, the management, you you are the political head, yes, of course, of the department, but (coughs) you you give a a broader oversight. So why are these things allowed to happen? Bongi, that is why we are we welcome uh, the directive and the leadership of uh, Baba Willis on this matter, together with the Department of uh, of Treasury, because these matters Bongi's we are raising are systematic. They are bigger than just this and that. Let me actually say, if we are actually going to be overspending as a department, usually we will continue buying food for patients. We'll continue putting vehicles, petrol to take patients from this and that. A soft target in all these issues becomes the issue of human resource. 
when actually one nurse retires, one nurse resigns, you normally don't fill in that post because you are trying to save money. But the consequences are dire because you are leaving fewer and fewer staff members working for you. And therefore, one, getting the low morale of staff. Number two, facing more and more possibilities of uh, medical legal litigation. That is why if you read uh, and Paul will provide you the statement released by the Premier uh, last week, is actually saying, we will be looking into the human resource management of the department and actually giving us support. It's not that we are not uh, hiring because we choose not to. It's just that there are, there are pressures, other budget pressures, buying these machines, the rent dollar exchange, most of the drugs that we buy, we have about 1.3 million South Africans in Guasunatal alone on the on ARVs, which we get from overseas. We also have these machines that we are talking about, expensive, that rent dollar exchange hits them on. Okay. So, the soft target in all these budget pressures becomes the human resource, which we regret it shouldn't be happening. But that is usually where we actually then uh, fall short in terms of hiring more. Solomon in um, Kajagute district, uh, good morning. Good morning, Bongi Kuala, uh, to Dr. Bongseni and to your SFM listeners. It sounds like a Solomon the com- mayor. Comment. Yes. Oh, Solomon comment. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Go for it. Yes, I just want to comment not specifically on oncology situation, but on general health issues. You see, uh, I want to argue that the situation is not because of the failure of the MEC in that area, but what further compounds the situation is the appetite the private sector has in the health services because they continue to entice the staff scheme, which is in the employ of the public service. But again, there is politics as well, because there are those who are there just to continue portraying situation that there are some failures in the public service. But from where we come from, I think the MEC has revolutionized the health service, particularly in rural areas. If you compare to what it was before, uh, our people are really having greater and advanced access to these services. However, there could be some situations where uh, more emphasis still has to be made, but generally, in as far as we contend, uh, the health service is doing fairly well. Of course, there, there is a need for improve it, to improvement here and there. Okay. That is my comment uh, this morning, Bongigwala. We got you. Uh, Solom Kombe is the mayor of Umkanyagote District. Dr. Kika, so are you going to push ahead then with uh, uh, your demand that uh, the MEC steps down, or you are satisfied with uh, what has been done since you raised this issue. What is your next move? Bongi, uh, I've said in the legislature, and I'm saying again now, um, bureaucrats have come and gone. common factor in the Department of Health over eight years uh, has been the leadership of MEC Shomo. Um, the Auditor General that appeared before our portfolio committee recently, the MEC had another engagement, uh, you know, was again scathing of several things that were going on in the department. Now, I just want to come back to something before I answer that question. Sure. Look, I'm going to dispute uh, without giving you much detail now because I think time is not on our side of the explanation the MEC just gave regarding tech med and other issues. I, I, I will strongly dispute that because he's not been able to explain that to us even though we directly confronted him in the portfolio committee regarding 
those figures. He even said to us in the portfolio committee that he will provide the correct case numbers. He comes now and says there are none because there's no prosecution. In fact, on the TechNet issue, he said to us that, um, he said to me when I sent him parliamentary questions, he came and asked me, where did I get the document from uh, that uh, was a memo from the department where he even accused me of stealing that in the KZN legislature. Those, that information was provided to us by a whistleblower anonymously. So let's. Not, so I'm, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to go into that in itself. Okay. Because it, it's it's a big area. Uh, regarding the steps and action steps that need to be taken today, we are sitting on day seven of the ten days that the Human Rights Commission has given the MEC and his department to begin to produce a report. Now, the question in all of this is that we're sitting on day seven. The MEC, the, uh, the, the Premier, and the MEC uh, Scott of Finance and Treasury are telling us that there is something now. The big question is that they knew about these things for a long time. Where were they in all this period of time? You know, people were dying. And that's the question that I want to ask. Where were they all, all along? That's, that's the, the question that question. I want to ask the MEC. If, if it wasn't for the, the, the way this issue was rigorously raised, would yes. they have acted the way they are acting now? But let's go to Mike in Newlands. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Bongi, and good morning to your guests. I, I, I'm, I think the DA gentleman has picked up on my question, but I get terribly confused as a taxpayer. Either you issued a case number, and there is a case, and it was investigated, or it wasn't. If the MEC doesn't even know whether a case was done or a number was done, how can we possibly let him loose on a budget of billions if he can't even open a case properly? I mean, how the man is still in the position, I don't know. The other thing I just want to touch on, and the one thing that an ANC person cannot say in this country is talk about budgets and money. He need to maybe just jot down this figure of $6.2 billion was mismanaged by the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal in the 15-16 budget that's just been announced in Parliament. So the money is there for the people and for the poor. He cannot say there is no money. And, okay. uh, and, and the third, thank you, Bondi. I think I'll just uh, thank you very much. That's all I really wanted. Thank Th- thanks, Mike, in, uh, in Newlands. Uh, Dr. Bongi. Kika, so are you going to push ahead now with your stance yes. that the MSC must step down? Y- yes, definitely. In fact, we are still awaiting a response from our federal executive chairperson. It's not up to me whether to press charges or not. Uh, the party against two, against decision. charges against, against the two. MEC. Um, because the, the preliminary f- uh, opinion that we got from an attorney was that he is culpable, he, he's, he's responsible for culpable homicide for all those deaths that have occurred. And so we're going to explore this option. We also believe that because the Constitution has been violated and people's rights, the Bill of Rights have been violated, that there's possibly a case to answer in the Constitutional Court. So we're not going to let up on this issue because the issue is much broader than oncology. It ranges across several things in the department, and that includes the procurement of equipment, it includes the management of the department, and Section 25 of the National Health Act places the responsibility of the implementation of policy and and overseeing the department on the MEC shoulder. What we found in the legislature last week between himself, the Premier, and and, and, and uh, MEC Scott, who is the MEC of Treasury, that we believe that a, a sacrificial lamb is being set up to take the fall for all of this. Somebody who, if I can use a colloquial term, is a Johnny-come-lately. You know, so 
I'm very concerned about the trajectory that the entire department is taking, and particularly in the manner in which uh, the Premier has responded uh, to this. We even wrote to the Premier in February this year, telling him about the problems in the department and suggesting that the healing process can only begin with with, with this. I just want to add one more thing, Bob. The, 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 the CFO, the acting CFO of, of the KZN Health Department made it abundantly clear. The MEC is correct about, about the finances of the department. He said that in, given the current budget of the department and the, in the trajectory the department is taking with several matters in finances, yeah. that it will not be able to maintain the level of services that it did But in when the you're talking year. about the trajectory that the department is, ta- is, is, is on right now, are you, talk- are you talking south? Because you heard the, the, uh, the mayor of uh, the Mkanyagote district saying that uh, you know, the, the, the department has improved, so it means the positive tra- trajectory since uh, Dr. Sbong Senitloma took, took over. You know, it's very nice to come here as a comrade of the ANC and of the MEC and make those kinds of comments, he should be the last one to talk. You know, the trajectory of many things is going south. So I'll just write that off it. Uh, MEC, I'll come to you just now. And Tabi on uh, Twitter at Gwalabi News uh, says, uh, Forget Oncology, a clinic, a KZN clinic was reported as not having Panado for two months. MEC and his administration have failed the people. Major General, the MEC is busy blaming everyone, but not himself. The MEC ain't serious. Uh, the MEC slept on the job, says uh, Major General Elias uh, Chinemo there. And then uh, if we scroll up, we see Terminator saying that I think it's time to re-evaluate his job description and what uh, is expected from him. Also scrolling up, uh, it's people saying that uh, Sibong Senitlomo should have been fired a while ago. But don't expect such. He's uh, in the right camp of a Premier League. And then uh, Brian um, Kumalo and Peter Maritzbeck, please ask the MEC if those who called his head are politically motivated within or outside the ANC. And uh, again, we go to this one, which comes from, uh, let's take a look and see, People's Councillor, ain't these uh, officials supposed to scrutinize the contracts? That's, uh, in, uh, that's unacceptable, I guess, um, at uh, my ANC government for you. Those are just some of the tweets and SMSs. MEC, you, you, you heard the DA saying that you should face culpable homicide charge and that they will want to take this matter to the Constitutional Court. What, what are you doing right now to, to correct the situation first, but importantly, to, to prepare and kind of like look at their next move? Because if this goes to the Constitutional Court, it, it will mean that, uh, you know, you violated the Constitution. Bongi, let me start by commenting the comments raised by uh, Solomon Mkombo in the Mkanyagudia, because it's correct, uh, with all the challenges that we have, of the 601 clinics, our primary health care in the province is going exceptionally well. That is when then you pick up and identify challenges that cannot be sorted out at that level, and then you move over to this center where we're supposed. All that we're looking into here is just one aspect of our whole scenario of activities is the district health systems and hospital services, mainly the tertiary 
how are these tertiary hospitals supporting the lower level? If you go down, if we were talking about the clinics in Wazul Natal, you'd only probably have very little to say in terms of challenges because we have actually made sure we are very strong on primary health care. But then you not to have a Panado for two months doesn't reflect positive and it doesn't support what you say. Yeah, it's one of 601 clinics. I don't know how it happens, but even there, Bongi, there is a system. I mean, even if we are that poor as a country, you can't be not having Panado. It's some systems within that facility. In fact, in Wazul Natal, I can give you this much. There's a particular system we are using, a, a, a stock visibility stock visibility system, which actually can tell me that at Ngwekwe Clinic, Panado is missing. Now, why are they not ordering? That system is cascaded to the minister's office and to myself. So we can tell... That actually is just being over, uh, a matter of overlooking systems that we have put in so place. Somebody to make should sure be fired for that, though, isn't it? That's why I'm saying it means somebody is not looking into the work that they do. If in that clinic, when we have a system that tells them to order on time and make sure they don't run short of stock, they still do. Okay, so what are you doing then to correct the situation and also, uh, you know, respond to what uh, the human rights has found that, uh, you know, you violated the constitutional rights of of the patients? We are are actually uh, happy with the support that we have received so far. What we have done now, Bongi, is to actually uh, get the specialist working at Grace Hospital to give us support in some days to work at Inkos Alpet Lutuli. We also have got four teams, four oncologists who are registered as rainbow oncologists who will continue and come in and give extra work and hours at Inkos Alpetutuli uh, visibly on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Okay. There's, there's another 28 oncologists who are going to be private. They oh, Sorry, who are private. They are going to give what we call an off-site planning. So it means we could send them information to say this is a patient we are planning to do this that and the other what is your advice therefore because we still have in the encos alpetitude eight registrar training registrars who are training and they'll be writing their exams in september and these are the colleagues that we wish to actually get them all and uh, we are beginning to talk with them how many of them will remain and uh, and be part of our hospital because we have a post for five oncologists at encos alpetitude we also are talking to two uh, oncologists who are in in, uh, in Libya who trained in South Africa and they are willing to come back. We are waiting for the work permit for them to come in and work here. And there are other private. Uh, there's a JMS Joint Medical Holdings in Deben who have actually said they are giving us oncologists two of them full time free of charge starting I think within a fortnight. Now it is to come back to the matter that was raised by um, uh, Honourable Kika. Uh, the case numbers that we had. I was not going to be able to respond to unofficial documents because, look, I I respond to documentation that I've received from the department. And these pieces of papers were coming in from him with regards to say there's a case number. I then asked the department to look and get what are the case numbers of those of the tech men. So it's everything that actually I've said about tech men. He knows it is true. It's just that he will not want to accept it. He knows this is true. Safe to say that we just need to sort out the issues of what is a case number. Not that there's no case number. It's the issue is what what a case number. And if I am given by this official, take this thing back, sort it out, tell me what is the actual case number because it is being disputed. Okay. All that is sitting there.
And and I can clearly say that uh, one of you gentlemen is uh, is not telling the truth here because it, you 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 are arguing on on the issue of case numbers. So again, the issue of politics uh, taking uh, precedence ahead of uh, the lives of the people. But uh, Mr. Kiga, are you getting a sense that? Uh, you know, with what the MEC has said, you know, talking about private oncologists uh, uh, performing on-site uh, uh, planning, uh, registrar at Nkosi, Albert Lutuli, waiting for exams, and uh, oncologists in Libya coming through, JMH, uh, JMH uh, oncologists as well coming in to assist free of charge. Don't you think that, uh, that that's good enough then to correct the situation? Bongi, isn't it interesting uh, that it is a case of too little, too late? You know, where was this all this time? That is one question. But and something is, is being done. That, that is why we say the MEC has violated uh, human rights to access to healthcare. Registrars in training at Albert Lutuli, who's training them? There's no, there's no consultants there to train them. And uh, all of those other actions, steps that he's taken, we must welcome anything that will benefit the patient. So that's number one. Number two... Um, we 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 hearing about um, re, uh, you know oncologists coming. Well, w- it is one of the recommendations that we made as part of the way going forward to say that look, we need to fast track registration of and recruitment of uh, specialists. Uh, so if we can't find specialists in the country, then we must look on the continent. And the MEC is mentioning two from Libya or even beyond. So we need to open that up. The National Health Minister has a role to play in all of this because in the Health Professions Act, he has the authority to fast-track these registrations and make sure that things happen. Third, I believe that uh, what the private oncologists' contributions now are uh, will, work, will, will assist positively. But there's a snag here now that there are no oncologists there to administer treatment. And in terms of the... Uh, rules, regulations, norms and standards, this treatment in terms of what should be done and determinations for the patient should be done uh, by oncologists. So if there are none, I don't expect that the registrars would be able to adequately uh, provide radiotherapy to patients given the current situation, unless, of course, there's somebody that oversees the, the treatment. Yeah. And the MEC is saying uh, that uh, it is possible that um, those oncologists from Gray's Hospital will go there to assist. Now, when we went to Gray's Hospital on, on, on Friday, as I said to you, it, it, it's going to be very, very difficult, in my view, for those oncologists to leave, because there were three of them there. There are four oncologists okay. at Gray's Hospital. And we believe that if any one of them had to leave uh, to go to Ngozi Albert to provide services there, it's going to severely impact on, on uh, the services at Gray's Hospital. Okay. Gray's Hospital has a Let room me... there for, for another machine. Let me take Jabu in, 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 in uh, 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 Mr. Kika, quickly. Uh, Jabu, uh, very briefly, we're, we're running out of time. Good morning, Bongi. My comment is the, uh, the, the explanation that the minister has given us in terms of the, the, the whole procurement process and the contract of these machines is not satisfactory. Um, you, we, this has got uh, corruption written all over it. We know in the, the previous Minister of uh, Health in the province was also involved in the purchase of the mammography machines, which the procurement process was not uh, 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 followed. And for me, the explanation is not sufficient. Are you from How a union, they... Jabu? No, I'm not from the union. I'm just a member of the public. Okay. How can we have a, a, a contract machines being purchased 
but there are, there are no service levels uh, agreements on attached onto it. Okay. And also, there are no clear criminal procedures that are being followed. Thank you, Jabu. You've got to have to leave it at that. Uh, MEC, uh, your final word very briefly. So what happens? You, you're meeting the Human Rights Commission this afternoon. So what are you going to tell them very briefly? Yeah, part of it is to actually make submissions within the 10 days of the issues that they recommended to us, but again, to just engage with them on some of the issues that probably was in the report, it was actually saying uh, we had requested to see the MEC, but it was not available. I do not remember turning down their appointment, so I've actually voluntarily going there to see them to make submissions of those recommendations, but also okay. engage them further. We yeah. got you. But Thank uh, you just to say, it's not true. We, uh, we will have these oncologists that are coming in both on private and in course and the Grace Hospital, they will really help us to stabilize for now because Albert Lutul. So got you, MEC. Let's leave it at that. Thank you very much for your time. And Dr. Kika, so your timeline, please. When are you taking this matter to court then? Uh, Bongi, we're waiting for our federal leadership to provide that answer in terms of the responses they get. We have obviously suggested a political harikari to the MEC and asking to follow his sword. We don't think that's going to happen. It is quite usual of the governing party uh, to defend the indefensible, and we believe that he must go because he's the chief violator of human rights. In the Thank you very much, Dr. Imran Kika, MPL for the DA in Guazulu Natal. And Kahiso Munyadiwa on Twitter, the MEC must just accept the undisputed fact that he failed and then do the honorable thing, which is uh, to resign. Thank you very much. That's where we're going to leave it.